to all of our friends out in podcast land. It's great to be back with you. This is episode 35, and this is another episode in our Tell Your Story series of the Saving Christianity podcast, the podcast for listeners who want to return to the peace, the healing, and the hope that the early Christians had when Christianity was founded. We're coming to you from Christian Family Online and bringing you a new episode as often as we can. Until recently, we were publishing an episode every other Tuesday. But unfortunately, in recent weeks, that's been impossible due to some circumstances beyond our control. So thank you for your patience with us, and we will get a new episode to you as often as possible. I'm your host, John Shields. I'm here in the studio with our co-host, Owen Allen, our producer, Shannon Wolf, and a very special guest uh, that I will introduce in just a minute. We have frequent requests for more live interviews with Christians that we know who are trying to live their early Christian lifestyle. And we have another such person today sitting here in our studio And the title today of this episode is Mickey's Story. And I want to introduce you today to our dear friend, Mickey. And I think that you are going to be inspired by this episode. In fact, I know you will. So let's bring in our co-host, Owen Allen. And after that, we'll speak with Mickey. Welcome to episode 35, Owen. Yeah, John, it's a joy to be back, and frankly, a a most sincere welcome to Mm -hmm. our loyal followers worldwide in all the countries and across America. It's wonderful to be back again, and you know, John, I continue to be excited about our Tell Your Story series. We enjoyed so much uh, Tom's story several weeks ago uh, of friends that we personally know who are trying to live uh, what we're calling the early Christian lifestyle, and you know, So, as you said, we've got another biggie in the studio Mm -hmm. today. Her Mm -hmm. name is Mickey. And, Mickey, I also want to welcome you to the uh, podcast. Mickey, it's great to have you here with us this morning. Something, Mickey, you may have heard me say over the years is uh, that I've always loved to do, whether it was a friend or a stranger or someone seated beside me on an airplane, whatever the case might be, I would say, well, listen, uh, why don't you take just a minute? I would love to hear your story. And people uh, would, off they would go. So uh, we'd just like to begin this morning, just a little bit of, for our listeners, a little bit of the introduction to your story, particularly as it relates to your uh, faith journey. Thank you, John. Uh, I'm really happy to be here and to tell this story. Mm. Um, it's interesting how you uh, live a life and mm. and realize junctures at which everything starts to change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and for me, growing up, um, we I had a very strong relationship with my church mm. and my family, entire family. Um, we we would drive 30 miles to church every Sunday mm-hmm. twice because the youth programs were amazing. <laughs> um, and, and I enjoyed services and singing in the choir and all of those things. It wasn't until 
growing a little bit older and moving away that I realized that I didn't have a relationship with Christ. Mm. I, I knew stories about Christ, but I had never experienced anything in particular mm. un- until it all starts to break down. Mm. And um, once that started to happen, my search began um, looking in every direction I could, but not necessarily always the right one. Mm-hmm. And I think um, if I could coach anyone at all, I would say find the people you belong with. Find oh. the place. It's not about who's delivering the message. It's because God's delivering the message mm-hmm. to you directly. Mm-hmm. You just have to be in a place where you're comfortable loved, appreciated, and um, can hear. Mm-hmm. And learning to hear what God has to say is, is just has been the miracle, wow. a huge miracle. Wow. Right, in your life. Totally. So, so you, you were raised in, in a, quote, a Christian home, but the reality of that in your life in terms of relationally experiencing the Lord um, just the relational peace and all those dynamics came later in life. Is that correct? Yes. As a young adult, it started and uh, out on my own, working, mm-hmm. living, uh, you know, getting married, um, you know, my family all dispersing in different directions as they grew. It, I just suddenly was alone wherever I went. And um, that, that emptiness is what began really the heart of my search because (laughs) I couldn't find a way to feel whole. Well, you know, Mickey, if I can jump in, I almost smiled when you were speaking because you reminded me of that old country song, Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places. Uh, And I think we all did that. I know I certainly did it for many years. And the second thing, Mickey, that you remind me of is John talks about uh, growing up in a Christian home, which I think all of us here in the studio did. But you know, they're Christian homes and they're Christian homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, the whole theme of, of our book, Saving Christianity, um, the basis of this um, podcast, uh, is that uh, many people live in Christian homes that are that in name only. Mm-hmm. As John was saying, they're not that in experience. They're not that in spiritual power uh, in the home. So you gave me two good thoughts there as you started out. Yeah, and, and Mickey, I was thinking also we've heard this little line so many times. You can know all about the Lord and all about Christianity, and not know no, him. <laughs> You've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, how? In fact, just to to tighten down the focus a little, uh, how did it happen for you, Mickey? I think the biggest thing that happened in it was um, it was a decade birthday year. And uh, <laughs> lots was going on, lot going on in my family life. Um, living apart um, in a different city, and um, experiencing um, a plane crash. And oh I was in a plane crash at, at 
LaGuardia Airport. Oh, my goodness. Tell, tell us a little about that. Yeah, don't leave uh, us dangling here in the yeah, wind. Yeah. Well, I can yeah. give you a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was, it was uh, on the, um, at the very beginning of Hurricane Hugo, Hmm. Um, having moving up um, up the coast to, and I was in New York City. Um, it monsoon rained all day. We, we everyone was drenched. Nothing was on time. Um, hmm. Get to the airport where I'm coming home to try to reconcile some things in my family that needed to happen, and um, ended up my plane not being there. So we waited like five hours, and wow. eleven o'clock at night, my plane arrives, and we we board the plane. And there was a technical problem on uh, takeoff, and I flew a huge amount at that time, and you feel that that mm-hmm. something's not right. Mm. Um, but we lift off, mm. and the engines cut off. <laughs> and um, we end up nose down in the East River, and um, the plane broken in two places, and um, and then where I was, we we had to, of course, exit the plane into the water under the runway while the engines are roaring, still cooling down, and that began my enlightenment. <laughs> oh wow. Because there are people that, um, you you know, you realize you have strengths you didn't know you had because mm. someone's helping you deliver mm. services mm. and words and messages. And um, mm-hmm. and so for an hour and a half, we were in the water in this storm. And um, it was, you know, they say when, you, when your life flashes before you, my mm. life was... I was alive, which was mm-hmm. thrilling, but at the same time, I had this whole dissertation delivered to me about what was important in my life. Hallelujah! Wow! And that—that that was the clarity that I had been look, looking for mm. uh, to part of 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 my delay in experiencing Jesus firsthand. Right. Right. Um, so, so you so you obviously you you lived to tell that, which is yeah. most often not the case. Right. We were very fortunate. Um, uh, I was uh, sadly the people behind me did not make it. Oh. And um, and there were others that were injured. I was not badly injured. Um, I I was traumatized. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but not but nothing else. And um, because it was in New York City, of course, we got lots of immediate media coverage. And um, my friends could see me on television. My friends that live locally could see me on television. And one of them actually came and rescued me in the middle of the night. Mm. So that that began the unfolding of this new life. Mm -hmm. So... You know, Mickey, there's a whole area that pastors study in seminary 
called crisis theology. Mm. And what that says is many, many people don't turn to him until they're in the middle of, of a, a life and death disaster or, or you know, some other kind of hard point in life. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, sad, I guess, that it's that way. Yeah. Uh, that was true in my life, in my case, uh, which we've told on other segments, mm-hmm. other episodes. But um, first time I was spirit-filled was in New York in the Waldorf Astoria. And it completely changed my life, but it happened because of a, a tragedy that was occurring with my company on Wall Street. Mm. So same city, crisis, different different crashes, mm. if I may use that term. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I'll, I'll stop with this, Mickey, because this is your story. But uh, I know three very strong Christians, all of whom had that crisis experience in a plane crash. Mm. Isn't that an amazing thing? It really is. I had no idea. So, Mickey, you came, come through that and come out of that, <laughs> and uh, how could you not be changed? Well, you cannot be changed <laughs> if the trauma stays in you. Uh. And, um, and so with with the trauma um it took. It's taken years to actually get it to leave my body, mm. uh, because mm. they say they say that it lives in your body. And mm. um, anyway, long story short, um, it's been a it's been a long haul. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it wasn't until <clears throat> and and I traveled a great deal with my work, and I moved around and to different cities, and it wasn't until I came home to North Carolina that mm. I actually began to feel whole again. Hmm. And that was a God thing. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So you you felt a uh, a, a very deliberate uh intentional if if that movement towards God after that. Is that is that right? Yes, and I, I mean I suddenly could hear and uh, this this is a a naive um, mm-hmm. memory, but reading I would read the Bible constantly through my traumas and um, over and over again, and I could see the words, but I couldn't understand them. Mm-hmm. I couldn't understand the intention or or the or how it fit me mm-hmm. or what mm-hmm. I was supposed to do with it. But I kept reading <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> It's it's just amazing that when it's time to come home, there are, there are lots of homes. <laughs> you yeah. have to yeah, decide yeah, which yeah. one right. really works for you, and you can't do that until you can hear, feel, experience yeah. Christ. Yeah. So your your life uh, changed as your faith walk just really began to to deepen in your experience with Jesus and with his spirit in your life. Is that what? Yeah. I mean, I had a lot of health issues, um, and those have passed. Amen. And um, it's, you you know, when you suffer, and then so many people do with all kinds of things, Mm -hmm. whether it be psychological or um, stress-related or, they manifest themselves physically in your body sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
I was experiencing ner- uh, the the doctor told me at one point n- complete nervous exhaustion mm-hmm. from dealing with everything I was living with. Sure. Yeah. And by the time I arrived in North Carolina, all the treatment unfolded, everything was easy and <laughs> um and I found a, a home um with my church mm. here. And it has it's been a huge blessing. Yeah. Um and hearing hearing what God has to say also has a huge blessing. Yeah. You know, uh, Mickey, let me jump in again. Um, you, you keep giving me these wonderful memories. Uh, a friend of mine, I used to have a friend, he's in heaven now, but he was a, a, a retired military officer and, and a professing Christian. But he tells the story that one day he was so angry that he knelt by his bed and he prayed. And he said, Lord, why did you write a book that nobody can understand? Because <laughs> he would had, he had your experience. He would read the Bible and he knew what the words meant and all, but he didn't see any point to it. And then, of course, when he uh, got uh, deeper into the Holy Spirit, everything suddenly blossomed and when I knew him, he was an incredible Christian. But um, John and I talked so much about what um, the Apostle Paul writes in First Corinthians, where he says that uh, the man or person without the Spirit cannot understand spiritual things because they are spiritually discerned. Right. Yeah. So my question to you, Mickey, it, it, when did you get uh, deep enough in the spirit that the Bible started making sense to you? Um, well, it happened through um, Bible studies and uh-huh. um, where we dig a lot deeper into text, hmm. being amongst people that that I mm-hmm. felt comfortable with, and yeah. where we. We listened to each other's stories and supported and, and supported each other through the things we were recognizing and learning, and that still goes on today. It's a really critical part uh, of mm-hmm. of my life, yeah. and um, I, that's that's where it all that's where it all starts to mm. build. I already had experience, and I knew the voice when I heard it, <laughs> but. Now I hear it all the time. Glory, glory. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. And and that takes a village. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> takes a yeah. village. Well, yeah. you know, let me say, Mickey, that um, I've known you several years now, and um, I've been deeply touched, and, and mm-hmm. I don't even know the word, uh, at your growth. Mm-hmm. You, you probably don't know it, but you're almost a different person when I first met you. Mm-hmm. You were sort of shy and withdrawn and <laughs> quiet. Now you are a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, As I yeah, think yeah. That, uh, what an experience we're going to talk about at some point proves. <laughs> but uh, isn't it a wonderful thing for us all to look at one another and, and as the months and weeks and years pass, see growth? Yeah. Isn't mm-hmm. that because you see it so seldom? Yeah. But to see it in people where their actual behavior, their actual sensitivity, the things they do and say are totally different. 
yeah. from what they were three or four years earlier. Right. Isn't that beautiful? It really is. I think is. the term is spiritual growth. I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, coupled with um, being born again, oh, being yeah. baptized, mm-hmm. that was whew, mm. <laughs> an indescribable, unbelievable moment. Wow. Mm. You want to tell us more? <laughs> Well, it was it was just time, you know, mm-hmm. and it was. Um, John had asked if anyone was interested because there, well, there were people in our congregation that we wanted to join in the same experience. Uh-huh. But everything changed in that moment. Um, mm. Just, I, I, I don't have words mm. actually. Not because, surprising, <laughs> but you, mm-hmm. you come out of that water completely. Re- restored. <laughs> mm. Wow! So that so that really was a a, a benchmark in your spiritual in your spiritual yeah, in walk. My whole life, yeah, in everything. Yes. Yeah. How beautiful! Well, I love that. And, and as you're saying that, I'm picturing what it says in the gospel when Jesus was baptized and John's. They said, "Well, we see the Holy Spirit yeah. descending like a dove, right?" <laughs> And uh, when he came up out of the water, isn't that a beautiful? I, I, that sounds very much like what happened to you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, that so from that day, you know, we uh, living sort of as a community and relying on one another is, and openly discussing what the teachings are that we need to focus on mm-hmm. being part of the healing journey yeah. um, because in one of the Bible studies we were working on healing and the, the results of that for everyone that's participated <laughs> has been tremendous but we all are just lifted you can see the room change yeah. wow. every time that happens and everyone in the room mm. is affected by whatever's going on Yeah, that's a that's experiencing mm. Christ in in the way I think to some degree the way the early Christians did. Uh, yeah. And um to have these small groups to share the messages and um is a tremendous benefit. Yeah, I love hearing hearing you say that. Mm-hmm. That that you know so often we talk about community and we talk about shared lives, but there's not a lot of it going on. <laughs> and which you're 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 a living testimony here of how important that has been in your faith journey, in your in your faith walk. Absolutely. You know, uh, Mickey, we're uh, tremendous believers in small groups. Mm-hmm. We write extensively about that in our book, Saving Christianity. And, of course, I think all of us here in the studio are members of active small groups. Mm-hmm. In fact, I was with my group last night uh, and saw some beautiful things happen. So you're absolutely correct, though, uh, just, to, just to say it here uh, on the podcast, in the first three centuries of Christian history, the early Christians mm. met only solely in small groups. And that was where the spiritual, I call it the spiritual generator, mm-hmm. uh, that's where the spirituality was generated, was yeah. in those small groups in those first three centuries. And then we won't go into it here, but it's all in the book. 
in the fourth century, the Roman emperors put a stop to that. They outlawed small groups. They built the first church buildings. They designed the first large group church services. And frankly, Christianity has never been the same. But what we believe here in the studio is mm-hmm. we're trying to claw and fight and drag our way back <laughs> to that original structure, I call it, organizational structure that uh, the first Christians had and was the secret, if you want to call it that, of their spiritual power. Yeah. And we, and Mickey, we see that um, in our own uh, we are called. We call ourselves a Christian community, mm-hmm. and uh, that's on purpose, yeah. right? That that uh, the, the things that uh, I um, and it just gr- it, it grieves me. It grieves us. I'm sure. Um, I see so many people who have never experienced that. What we're talking about here today. And we want them to experience, you know, to have that. The the scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. good. And, we we know, for whatever reason, uh, people shy away from it. They feel like they're going to be embarrassed or whatever the case might be. They're not biblical. uh, They feel like they're not biblically competent or something like that, (laughs) right? But uh, if you could just push push through all of that and you are a testimony of in inserting yourself in that the benefits and the growth and the blessings are incredible well you know john to mickey i think a part of your story that's an underpinning there is that you mentioned it is that incredible peace mm. you know when you think no matter what happens to you, mm. and a lot happens to you, yeah, it does. <laughs> life ain't yeah. fair and life ain't easy right. uh, here on this planet. And so whether it's sickness, it's operations, it's uh, financial distress, whatever it is, it's a strange thing to have total, complete peace during it. Yeah. And so many people don't have that. Yeah. It changes your life in untold ways because you're not struggling anymore the mm. you know if you put your faith in god's hands mm-hmm. he delivers <laughs> he, he, uh, you don't it's not what you may not be what you're expecting it may but it may be a whole lot better yeah mickey i was thinking um you have mentioned how close you have been to your family mm-hmm. So when all of this was taking place and your spiritual growth begins to really take off, your family had to kind of see you differently, the way your behavior, the, your, the peace you were exhibiting, et cetera. Is that correct? Yeah, it was interesting. I was, my sister brought it up a couple of weeks ago, hmm. how my walk in faith has really changed so much about me mm-hmm. and um she uh, she's one who would voice her dissatisfaction with my journey my search when i was early early on mm-hmm. in the search mm-hmm. wow. you're looking in all the wrong places mm-hmm. to go back to your song <laughs> yeah. and um it's you know it's been it 
it's been good for me overall just to our all of our relationships are very strong i'm blessed that way mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. my siblings are all living and we all you know experience the same things growing up so we have a lot in common mm-hmm. and except where we went after our family moved and we moved away from our first church mm-hmm. and then everyone went in different directions. Hmm. So fortunately, um, everyone's landed pretty much <laughs> where they need to be. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So they've seen uh, just the uh, Christ in you in a whole new way, though. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, Mickey, um, you had something happen uh, a few weeks ago. I think that our listeners would be very interested in uh, when you were uh, doing a, a little part-time job that you have. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just a com- this is a, a testimony yes. to <laughs> you're not in charge. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. right. And you had no uh, uh, in this situation. I had no fear. I had uh, I had uh, curiosity, it. but I had no fear. Hmm. Um, I was in a a really nice grocery store and helping them with presenting new products. Hmm. And all of a sudden, an uproar happens um, on the far side of the store, but it's so loud. Um, and this man is screaming in profanities I didn't even know existed. And um, he had a physical re- um, encounter with one of the employees, you know, trying to fight. Um, and uh, and I'm and I watched everybody move away mm-hmm. on my side of the store. That everyone was basically just moving out of the way. Well, I'm out of in 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 this position that I do part time. I, I can't leave my station. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I hear the voice moving across the store and coming closer and closer to where I am. Mm-hmm. And there's literally no one around me now. And um, as he's coming I, up towards me, mm. I see him, and he's um, a huge man and um, had fire in his eyes. Mm. And um, as he's coming towards me, he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said, I'm serving tea. Would you like some? <laughs> and he said, yes. He said, yes. Is it good? <laughs> yes. I hand him the tea, and he said, and, you know, I don't understand what, you know, they think I've done this and that, and and mm-hmm. he, and he's, he's yelling at me. And I, I said, put my hand up and said, uh, I'm not in charge here. <laughs> And uh, he said, well, I, I, I need to talk to somebody about it. And I said, well, God's here. Glory. Ah. And he, it totally unnerved him. Wow. Um, he, he was stunned. 
And and I said, why don't I give you some more tea and you can go outside and sit down and talk to him about it. He's here for you right now. And those are his words, not mine. Mm -hmm. And he, he did that. He went outside. He sat down. He was talking. So I don't know his outcome. But um, when the people started to reappear, they were like, I can't believe you spoke to him. Because he was, he, he real, you know, looks can be deceiving. Yeah, yeah. Um, certainly someone who's struggling in his life and, um, and probably doesn't have a family. Mm. From his actions, in it seemed that way, but yeah, God completely took charge of me and offering the tea, putting me in that position. All of that was all God. Wow! And it was and peace. I was peaceful, completely well, peaceful. Isn't there a the dimension to this, Mickey? I I love that. Seemed like uh, well, I heard you mention some of this several weeks ago. Didn't the man have a weapon? Um, in his pocket, yes. Okay. And um, and he he threatened with it earlier in yeah. in this. This was all this all, you know. As with anything hor- horrific like this, it happens in a really compressed yeah. cycle of time. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And he um, it was one way he was trying to reach for some power or some control. In his life, I see, I see it that way anyway, and you know, hopefully, God gave him peace. But in that moment, that you had presence of mind and a leading of God to set of all the things that you could have said at that moment, right? And then say you can, you, well, you know, God is listening. You can actually, you can talk to Him. God was saying those words through me. Yeah, yeah. And he, um, so I, I don't, I don't know if I could have remained that that composed without <laughs> God. There. Oh yeah. I mean, it would have been a. I would have been fearful, and I, I would not was not fearful. So and, you know, Mickey, I hate to say it, but the rest of us here in the studio, if 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 we could put ourselves in that position, we're standing in the middle of a of a grocery store, and for some reason we can't move away, mm-hmm. and then a screaming, cursing person comes running at us. <laughs> Uh, it, it makes you think, you know, what would we have done? And I, I choose to believe yeah. if we were filled with the Spirit as much as you were right. at that moment, at that moment yeah. we would have done the very same thing. Yeah, because there is no way in the natural realm. Humanity. And because everything that you saw happening is indicative, everybody's running away, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is a natural response, right? <laughs> and you're offering this kind of madman tea and a conversation with God. I, I mean, love it. Right. I love it. Yeah. yeah, we need we need her in Hollywood yes, instead yeah. of the studio. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but that, I, I think that is such a, a story that 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 just. I, I can't even think of the word of just uh, showing uh, who God is 
and and how he works in our life and and the, the supernatural the just that it's we're talking about a totally supernatural right moment yeah. exactly yeah yeah you know uh, uh Mickey one of the things that we found doing these episodes uh, and then just in our everyday lives uh any christian and this i hope our listeners will yes. think about any christian who's doing what the Apostle Paul called walking in the Spirit. Yes. And that means, of course, living a daily life, being at least partially Spirit-filled, giving your life to God at that moment, has what we call what Paul called the fruit of the Spirit. Mm. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, all the rest of Mm -hmm. them, about 20 of them, has all of those things. And a person who's not walking in the Spirit, even if they're a professing Christian, doesn't have all those things. So I believe through the power of the Spirit, any of us in this studio could have confronted that man the same way. Uh, But the point of the story is that you did. Mm -hmm. And uh, you probably changed that man's life. Mm That would be a blessing. For him, for sure, and, mm-hmm. and for all those he comes in contact with. Um, yeah. Wow. So I I think it's one of the things that's, it's enhanced in my life <laughs> is talking to people um, mm. because I am in, in stores a lot and doing my work and – you can just look at someone and know they have to say something that they want to say mm-hmm. or they need to say and they mm-hmm. don't have anyone to talk to. And I'm not talking about just the lonely. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking yeah. about concerns that are high, that are bigger than me. Mm-hmm. And I've found that not, not a, as dramatic as that situation, but I've found that I've been able to help ease the tension within a person just by listening and mm. you know yeah wow, yeah um, so if they want to talk about your know, hamburger mm-hmm, <laughs> i'll mm-hmm. talk about hamburger right right just just be there and listen yeah yeah but i do have something else that happened to me this year um that was a complete miracle and hmm. i was uh, so if, if i could tell you about that sure like certainly to. Listen, we'll um, stay here till 4 p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so once God's there, uh, and you you see and feel and experience everything, it it's uh, it's it, <laughs> such dramatic things as this happen. Hmm. So I was I was coming home from a, a beach trip, and it was. Um, dark, and I was I had chosen that day and time to come home so I would not be in a rainstorm that was supposed to happen. And as I exit um, the road I'm on, and I, I come up onto a bridge um, that's over. Um, it's a multi. It's like five lanes across. Um, bri- you know, in each direction, mm-hmm. hmm. and I'm sort of sandwiched in the right side of it. And I've had light sensitivity issues this year with my eyes. So all these car lights are coming at me 
and um, it's pouring rain. You can't see. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I'm I'm just completely in prayer. Um, mm. Help you know, help me through the situation. I love it. Um, and what was happening is, uh, it was such a conf- it created a confusing situation with traffic because people were trying to move from r- lane to lane. There's nowhere to go, and um, I'm I can't move. I'm locked in. I'm closed right. in on three sides. And I'm praying, you know, I, I need, I, you know, and I was, my, I do sometimes suffer from anxiety, and this was building. So I, I didn't want to go that far. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, I'm gripping the steering wheel, literally cannot do anything f- f- from my own anxiety perspective. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, my car moves to the, no- mm-hmm. to the lane next to me, and mm-hmm. I did nothing yep. to make that happen. Uh huh. Mm. Just the car. <laughs> Literally, it was a lateral move. It was not. It was not a right. turn your wheels. This right, way. right, right. So the car picked up and moved and got me out of that tight spot. Wow. Now see, yeah. see here, Vicky. I love that. I've heard of these new cars that park themselves. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you have to give them the command. Right, so, right, right. I think that was an angelic movement. Yes. Well. Somebody sent that an, that angel yeah. to do that. Yes, yeah. indeed. And yeah. um, I I wouldn't have believed it if it hadn't happened to me. Mm, right, right. And since I mean, so more and more in my life, things like things like that, maybe not that dramatic, but there are miracles every single day. That's right. Yeah, that's um, true. You know, the choices we make if we're talking to God about. Our needs, and he he knows. It's just a matter of relaxing and trusting, and you can move through the storm. You can you can move around a vehicle. You can be protected, and that gives you peace and joy. Mm. Yeah, you know, Mickey, that's the best thing that that we've heard. Yes, Uh, something that that I talk about, we, we call the early Christian lifestyle in the book, is really a lifestyle of daily and weekly miracles. Right. Supernatural mm. things that could not have happened in your natural humanity. Mm-hmm. And every time I say something to people and uh, talk about uh, daily and weekly miracles, their eyes glaze over, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who are trying to walk in the Spirit, that is totally true. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I sit and, and, and think to myself, my goodness, look at all the things that have happened this week that are actually impossible. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to myself and my wife, Joanna, uh, uh, in our home and our car and all our relationships that are going on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a totally a miraculous walk that I believe every Christian in the world should be experiencing. Yeah. But so few of us are. And how and the the difference that would make. Yes. Right. Can you imagine? If if that were actually happening. Mm-hmm. You know, um Owen uh, Mickey, I, I uh, read a, an author who's in heaven now, uh, a renowned author and uh professor at uh, USC 
His name is Dallas Willard. And this week I've been reading a book that those who knew him best wrote about him mm-hmm. and their, his influence on their life. And there's a, there's a common denominator mm-hmm. uh, that relates to what we're talking about today, the impression that he made on these people. Everybody that writes about him was that he actually um, believed that God was with him all the time and was involved in his life, and he lived as if that were true. Mm-hmm. And 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 to these friends and colleagues, that was somewhat shocking to them. That he, they say, he was the most content man that they ever met because that's how he lived his life. That he just lived with this sense that God was with him, and that God did miracles. And God did do things like move your car from one lane to the other <laughs> and, and those types of things. And, and I just see that in our conversation today. Um, what we're trying to talk about is just living in that mindset, that understanding, that awareness that the God of the universe is involved intimately in our life. Well, and you know, John, we've mentioned it a couple of times. Uh, I've been thinking about it a lot this week, where the Apostle Paul mm. made that wonderful, wonderful comment about walking in or walking by the Spirit. And that word walking, of course, in the New Testament is a Greek word, but it can also be translated behaving mm-hmm. or living are existing in the Spirit. So stop and think about that. Instead of living and walking in our humanity, uh, which Christians can do and do do, if that's good grammar, Mm -hmm. but by the same token, we believe that Christians should be learning how to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And that's that's a wonderful thing. And lastly, I would say we talk about uh, you were talking about this, um, Mickey, about being in a small group and how it helps you. The reason that occurs, I believe, is something I call the amplification effect. Uh, psychologists and others call it the uh, aura effect. And it's a thing you can measure and study. Mm-hmm. And what happens when like-minded people, which is something we, we talk about a lot, uh, get in the same room. And, and or in the spirit, there's an amplification effect in power, right. and it changes lives. Right. Uh, and it and it's one of the things that all of us Christians need, and all of us Christians should be doing. Yeah, isn't it interesting? When Jesus said, "When two or three get together in my name, there I am Amen. in the midst." Amen. So he could have suppose he would have said. Um, when you are alone in a room, right? But he didn't say that. Now, obviously, he is on some level, but he said when two or three mm-hmm. are together, right, like-minded, you know, then, then or there I am with you in that. And Owen taught me this little phrase. I don't know if it's original with him or not. Uh, many 20-some years ago, he said, if you want to find out whether all crows uh, are um, are black if they just 
say it for me? You find that there's one white one? Yeah, yeah. The only need to prove that all crows aren't black is find one white crow. Right. So <laughs> when we're talking about Christianity and the early Christian lifestyle, we're interviewing different people. And we're white crows. You're white. We're finding a lot of white crows, right? We're finding that what we're talking about has it's it's real, it's applicable, it's happening in people's lives, and it's uh, inc- it's just incredible. It's always awesome. <laughs> it is to use it a worn out your term. word. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, John, the way I feel about it, I think we should have five sessions with. With Mickey. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But unhappily, I see from the big clock on the wall Mm -hmm. that uh, our time is actually up uh, for this episode. Yeah. Oh, and I see it too. And we hate to to have to close, but we do. This is episode 35. And uh, just a reminder, there is a script and a recording of it on our website, gosCpod.com. It's important to review the recordings and transcripts of these episodes, and especially the ones for this episode. We encourage you to do that. Especially this one. Yes. (laughs) I'm encouraged and inspired myself, Mickey. Mm -hmm. Uh, John, this has been, uh, for me, a a moving show. Yes. Uh, And I know that we're all uh, praying that, um, let's call it the Mickey story, has uh, that she shared yes. here will inspire, encourage, and uplift all of our friends worldwide. You'll be happy to know, Mickey, that several thousand people worldwide are going to hear your experience. Mm-hmm. And frankly, I just uh, just want to thank you for coming. And seriously, we hope you will come back for another session sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, but until then... This is Owen Allen and John Shields, along with Shannon Wolf, our producer. And all of us are praying together with Mickey. May the God of our fathers bless you and keep you and guide you and protect you until we meet again. Mm